Welcome to Braveheart Conversations. I am Jillian Aurora, and this is my beautiful co-host, Marie Wallace. Good morning. We are super happy to be here with you today. And uh, as usual, I just want to say thank you to our listeners who are joining us live today. We're live every Thursday morning. We're actually like, we're doing great on time today. Um, so yeah, you can find us in our group Braveheart Conversations, and you can also find us on a variety of uh, podcast platforms. So you can uh, check out all of our older um, episodes in the group or any of those platforms. This morning, we are going to be talking about um, evaluating our relationships. So I think that sometimes it can be really confusing to know, you know, is this a relationship that's healthy for me? Is this something that I need to consider leaving? Um, Those are questions that I think both of us are often uh, approached with. And, um, and it can kind of swing back and forth where sometimes we're thinking, you know, oh my gosh, I really need to get out of here because this is not working for me. And then other times where you're thinking, oh, but man, I love him or he loves me or whatever the, the situation is. It can be really confusing. So I wanted- it's a good evaluation, even if you're in a long term relationship, right. just to, you know, how check are on we? it. Yeah. How are we? What do we need to work on? Yeah. So. Let's dig into that. I think, uh, first of all, I want to talk about the things that keep us from um, evaluating our relationship. Because I think that it's a scary process. It's something that we often avoid doing because um, there's a lot of value and and moral strings attached. So this is where our programming can really uh, get in our way of being honest and having an honest evaluation. Often our programming around um, vows and marriage and long-term relationships and unconditional love. And these loyalty. Loyalty, yeah. These are all things that keep us from even asking the questions and feeling wrong about asking the questions. It keeps us in, in a state of denial. So this is where I just want to point out, if you truly um, have no non-negotiables, like if you believe that you cannot leave a, a marriage or a relationship, and that it would be wrong to do so, then you're going to have a very hard time being honest with yourself about the health of that relationship. Also, um, we often think that we can have non-negotiables and we can have standards and believe that we're we're never going to leave a relationship. Those are actually um, exclusive. You have to believe one or the other. If you choose to believe that I will never ever leave a relationship no matter what, you've given up, you've forfeited any standards or non-negotiables. They cannot coexist. So Um, Generally, what I find when people say leaving is never ever an option, they just haven't explored that thought very well because, you know, if you say, well, you know, what if they hit you? What if, uh, what if they molested one of your children? Like there are non-negotiables and often we just haven't really uh, been honest about what they are. Um, And I really advocate for getting really clear about what your non-negotiables are, what your standards are, because we often are really fuzzy on those standards. But we do have to look at um, that, that belief, that underlying belief. If I truly believe that no matter what, I'll never leave, then um, it's very difficult to be honest about the state of a relationship. 
Do you have something to add on that piece? No, I agree. Oftentimes, and, and looking at our values, sometimes there's a conflict in the values, which goes back to what you were saying about the marriage vows. You know, I might really value loyalty. I want that and I want to give that. And so that becomes a conflict. And like you said, it can't coexist in the in the relationship. If I'm going to be really honest, I have to know what I value and what's more important and prioritize those values. So that yeah. would be the only thing I had. Yeah, absolutely. And I find for myself, um, my beliefs around unconditional love were a, a huge sticking point for me because I equated unconditional love with unconditional loyalty. And those are two very, very different things. Um, I, I truly believe today, unconditional love, I, I'm a believer in unconditional love. I love wholeheartedly many, many people, and I also believe that that does not entitle them to my loyalty. I am not unconditionally loyal. So I can unconditionally love someone and um, not be, not allow them in my space. My, my love is unconditional, but my but my loyalty is not and my presence is not so um, that's a really key distinction that helped me really get honest and heal so once we've cut and that's a really scratch scratching the surface that is not um, a, a big overhaul of that topic we mm -hmm. certainly have gone into that in previous episodes in depth but I did want to bring that into this discussion just because it is really relevant to being honest in our relationships um, well, if you're going to do an assessment, you know, it, it, it doesn't do you any good to not be honest because then it's not a valid assessment. <laughs> exactly. And I think many of us are just really scared to go there because we're, we're scared of the truth. We're scared of the answers that we're going to come up with. And so many of us just avoid it until it's so painful. Or you know the can't. answers and you don't want to go there. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about what would what would be some of the things that we point out as things that maybe are not healthy or things that are healthy in a relationship if we're really going to do that honest evaluation? Um, something for me that Marie and I were, were chatting about before we started here is um, the desire on both parties to have a win-win solution. You know, that for me is a standard in my relationship. If I bring up something to my partner that bothers me, that's hurtful to me, um, there's a desire on both parts to find a solution that works for both of us. And if, you know, vice versa, if my partner comes to me and says, this is really bothering me and it's hurting me, um, that I also have that same willingness. And that we have the bravery to say, um, to have those hard conversations that may end in saying, this doesn't work for us yeah to have that level of of honesty to ourselves like our commitment to ourselves like that is also really rare but i believe that that is true love um so you know marie if you want to share more too on that win-win well for solution. me i i just have been in relationships where they either um, gave you the silent treatment so you didn't even talk about it right if there was a conflict you know just don't talk um, I'm not going to talk to you for days and then I would have the opposite where they were screaming in your face and and getting both of us so escalated that that of course when you're in that mode you can't even think and then that you we would never circle back to solving the problem mm -hmm. so in that case it wasn't a good viable relationship because 
there was not even a, a conversation, mm-hmm. let alone, and I would think that that's also on the on both our parts not being honest that we're not able to come to a solution. So it, it has to come to a win-win, otherwise it's not mutual, it's not a relationship. We're not, mm-hmm. we're not a partner. Yep, and that was the next, the follow-up piece is if you're seeing that there isn't a win-win, a desire for win-win, if there's one partner that's okay with a win-lose, basically like I'm going to get my way and, you know, even if you're really unhappy about it, then it doesn't matter. Like that, that means you're not in a partnership, you're in a hierarchy, which has been the old way of doing things, right? Mm -hmm. Um, For most of history, women have been... Um, a, a childlike there they've been a um, what's the word I'm looking for their property yeah um, well it's honor and obey in the in the marriage laws right and obey right they've been a piece of property so that is hierarchy that is saying you know you must submit and obey not as a partner but as a piece of my property that's a very different dynamic than um, than a partnership. So, and I'm not saying that there's a lot of that that exists and there are a lot of women that choose to be in a hierarchy. And what I mean by that is they choose to be in a relationship that is governed by, you know, my husband is a leader and I follow and I submit to what he says. That is, that is our choice. We have autonomy to make that choice. Um, And if it works for you, then that, then you're the one that gets to say when that, um, is what you want or don't want. For me, I'm really not okay with that dynamic. I want a partnership, which a partnership means we're both invested in a win-win solution. Um, and you know, if you think about this being very similar to a, a great friendship or even um, a business partnership, if you're in a business partnership, you don't have one person calling all the shots and making the decisions, and you know one person submitting. Both people are saying no. If this doesn't benefit both of us, then it's a no, right? Um, same thing with a friendship. We're not really invested in who's in charge. We just have a friendship, right? And it's teamwork and it's mutual support and. Exactly. And so if you're not finding those partnership dynamics, that's something to really evaluate. Again, like when we're talking about evaluation, it's not about a right and wrong and, you know, what is good or bad. It's what you want. This always goes back to what you want, what you choose. So what's working and not working. Right. So if, you know, if you identify in your evaluation, oh, I don't have a win-win relationship I have a win-lose where you know he calls the shots and we go that way or vice versa I'm calling the shots and I can tell he's disgruntled and he doesn't want to go that way Um, either way you're identifying okay this is what it is am I okay with that so this is not about us dictating what's good and bad in a relationship but saying like evaluate that honestly and be honest about whether or not that's what you want Mm -hmm. because it's going to tell you oh yeah, um, this isn't a win-win relationship. Is that what I want? How do I bring it back around that way? Or is it possible to? Because there's two people in a relationship and you can't, you can't just fix whatever you want because, again, it's a partnership. So both people are making decisions. Um, all right, so hierarchy versus partnership. Um, let's, safety. 
safety yeah, yeah. which ties hand in hand with boundaries mm-hmm. which was always yeah. what I was thinking of next yeah so when you when you make a claim to safety meaning you know I feel unsafe when this happens will you please do this so that I feel safe or you know setting a boundary that this is a requirement to be in my space any of those types of um, uh, pleas for safety or requirements for safety if your partner's response is not how can we solve this how can we make this better if the response is defensiveness and justification and uh, well too bad you know apathy that's something yeah. to get really um, honest about again this goes back to this is not a this is not a partnership this is a hierarchy um, and potentially we're getting into some um, abusiveness here where if someone can't accept a no and if someone can't accept um, a safety so it doesn't matter if I'm in a partnership with a romantic partner or anyone else if someone comes to me and says um, tells me a boundary that they have a requirement to be in their space or be in a relationship with them I I may choose not to continue the relationship depending on what that is there's mm-hmm. certain things that that may just not be a fit for me and there's there's nothing wrong with saying a relationship isn't a fit but I will never ever tell them they their boundary is irrelevant um, justify why I should be able to break it um, those are all things that are just not acceptable so also just thinking about um, am I able to use my voice in this relationship do I feel safe to express what I'm feeling what my concerns are and back to the boundaries what I expect and want from the, my my expectations wants and needs in a relationship without feeling um, unsafe Mm -hmm. so especially um, using my voice it's so important and I think a lot of women's voices have been repressed especially in a marriage situation and so uh, back to the programming we haven't been uh, we've been programmed not to express what we want what we um, hope for what our desires and hopes and dreams are for this relationship and so we suppress them which makes us more frustrated and then you know then we become that explosive it's it's something that you it is okay for you to ask for what you want and it's okay for your partner to ask that's what mutual support is asking listening and receiving feeling honored and valued in the relationship that my voice is able to be heard and I get to be um, an equal partner in this relationship and that's where I think if it is a true partnership that's what we both want you know Mm -hmm. I don't want a friendship Marie like I wouldn't want a friendship with you where I know that you're just like putting up with me you know or vice versa right we are invested in each other's um, happiness and the and you and I feeling mm-hmm. respected and honored mm-hmm. that wouldn't be it wouldn't be a friendship if one of us was just showing up and like well I guess we'll do it that way I'd be using you <laughs> <laughs> yeah like yeah. but I wouldn't like it if you were that way if yeah. you were coming to me and well I'll just I'll just do it your way just mm-hmm. you know I don't really like that but I'll do it your way like I wouldn't want that you know it'd be boring too yeah <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I think being, 
being very aware of how boundaries are received. This is such a, um, a great assessment tool for me in relationships. It's really easy to get along when there isn't any conflict. Mm -hmm. But as soon as you lay a boundary and you say, you know, I'm really not comfortable with that, whatever mm -hmm. that is, and to get their response. And that's been very telling for me in relationships. As soon as I have that difficult conversation and confront about something that is not working for me, yeah. is that igniting a flame where all of a sudden that relationship is on the rocks? Or is it, are you getting the response like, oh, well, Tell me more about that. Mm -hmm. what, how I had no idea. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes they, your partner has no idea that that's how you feel until you say it. Yep. And that, that response is incredibly telling. Uh, you will get people's true colors when you set some boundaries um, and have those difficult conversations. And, um, you know, those, those things range from, you know, the... Um, aggressive but this, but yeah, yeah, go ahead. or ghosting you know yeah. there's a lot there's a huge range um of of potential responses to your boundaries that that you get to watch out for because there's there's the type that are you know defensive and you know come up with in your face yeah and then there's some that just will ghost they'll just <laughs> silent treatment they'll and, avoid yeah. the conversation and they'll just avoid um avoid any any sort of um, conflict, which is also a, a pretty big red flag. Um, <clears throat> there was something else I was going to say. Well, if it does get to the point of an argument, that's also um, a, an indicator. If It's okay to have conflict. And Jillian and I talk about that all the time. Conflict is good and it's healthy. It, it, it lets you know, indicates that there's something that's not feeling right or comfortable but it's how you handle that conflict that is actually telling are you able to speak up is are do you have some fair fighting rules and any rules of engagement in place is it okay to speak back and forth do you have a way if you both get heated to to move away are you able to self-regulate or do you just go off the handle does your partner just go off the handle and and not be able to self-regulate their temper um are you self-aware enough of how you are in the relationship as far as are you holding back are you um, aggressive so just thinking about those ways of handling the conflict so it's important mm -hmm. to have the conflict because then it lets you know where things are need to be tweaked or monitored or adjusted but it's also an indicator if that argument or conflict is not what's the word I'm looking for it's it, if you're both not just working together for solutions mm -hmm. and that's a mutual support again if you're both not supporting each other and finding those win-win solutions and it just is, you know, like again, back to self-regulation and self-awareness, how, how is it going? I think this brings up a really good point too, that you can't have a healthy relationship with, with one or both parties being unhealthy. And so often what so I true. see is, is, you know, one partner doing a lot of work on themselves you know they're reading books and taking courses and like 
obsessing about making their themselves mm-hmm. and the relationship better while the other person is really checked out. Mm-hmm. They're not invested in, in any sort of self-development. They're not invested in seeing any of their own defects to work on. Um, and it's solely on one partner to do the work. That, um, that dynamic is, is really tough because, um, you know, one person is generally wanting to make it work so hard and so bad. Um, but when you have a partner that has, you know, anger issues or has these things, it's inevitable that when one person is saying, hey, you know, this is hurting me, um, they don't have the emotional capacity or the bandwidth mm-hmm. to even receive that information. They're going to receive that as um taking it personal you know it's Mm -hmm. a personal slam it's um you're saying i'm a bad person you're you know instead of actually being able to work on some solutions um we have a friend who says they don't have the will or the skill and i like that because either they don't want to work on it or they don't have the skill to work on it because they haven't been doing personal development. Well, and if they don't have the skill or even the willingness to go get the skill. Might not be a good fit. (laughs) Yeah, so um, I think to call out any illusions that you're actually gonna be able to make a relationship better when you have a partner who really has no interest in seeing their part, you're you're wasting a lot of breath and and i like to say you know stop expecting sick people to act well Mm. sometimes we are expecting someone to have the emotional capacity to deal with um finding solutions with some complex relationship problems and they don't have that ability they're just they haven't developed it they don't have a desire to develop it and there's no amount of you doing the work for them mm-hmm. that is ever going to change their ability to work through these problems. And not and no amount of you pointing out that they have this problem because I've, I've worked with people too that they're always telling the partner what's wrong with them. They know what's wrong with them mm-hmm. or at least, you know, they have an indicator. It's not your business. It's their business. So um, as far as as you don't have to constantly, repeatedly tell someone how they yeah. need to grow, fix, change, um, or what their what their defects are, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've seen many, many women trying to hold all of the weight of the relationship. Yeah. You know, doing the work of both parts. Both and um, it it's never going to work. It's never going to feel fulfilling um, because that... That, again, is an illusion of a partnership. It's yeah. not, it isn't a true partnership. You can't have a partnership that one person is governing both sides. Um, you know, it's going to cause burnout and a lot of resentment, as it should. A lot of people think that resentment is a bad thing, but resentment is simply an indicator that something is really not working and something is really out of whack. So, um you know, I celebrate resentment because it Me is too. the ultimate truth teller, it is. right? It is telling you it's a check engine light that's saying there's something that really needs to be fixed and looked at. So, um, yeah, I think if you're in a relationship where you have, you know, one, one person doing all the work, you know, that leads me to the next, um, concern to me, which is I see a lot of people, prioritizing the relationship above the individuals Mm -hmm. and 
when we do that, and I think we do that a lot, this kind of goes back to what I said at the very beginning, um, where we think that challenging the relationship is a morally wrong thing to do. Um, but, you know, when we, when we prioritize the relationship above the individuals, I think we've really lost sight of what a relationship is intended to do. I believe the function of a relationship is to support and empower both individuals, right? We're supposed to be better people mm -hmm. as a result of our relationship. Our relationship is supposed to be this container for nourishment and growth and empowerment. Mm -hmm. And so it should be functioning to help me be um, serving my purpose on this planet and uh, really helping me bolster me in my calling and as well as my partner. And so if it isn't doing that, then we really get to challenge what's going on in the relationship. Either the relationship really just needs to go or we're seeing two partners who are invested in their growth. We're seeing a partner who is invested in, in a win-win solution. If you have only one partner that is hoping to, you know, make the the relationship a nourishing place for both people then um you it's sad to tell you but you you can't make a relationship happen with one person um the, a relationship by definition is two people two people back to what you said you'll be exhausted and, and you'll be resentful mm -hmm. so if you find yourself at your wits end going i just don't know yeah mm -hmm. might not might be an indicator to look at, are you being honest in, in mm -hmm. that assessment? And that's a great question to ask too, is when I look at us as individuals in this relationship, are we the best versions of ourselves? Um, is our relationship encouraging us to be healthy in our bodies, be healthy in our minds? Um, is it empowering Spirit. us to be in our calling and serving the planet? You know, that's a great question to ask for, for both people. Is this serving us? Is it Are you both growing and us? learning and thriving? Mm -hmm. Thriving is a good one too. Mm -hmm. Or is it creating struggle? Is it creating Struggle's struggle? Struggle's okay, or? but not, I mean, you know, just looking at the overall happiness, is your overall contentment, is it is it easy and overall happy? Because that's a, pretty big indicator too or am I spending most of my days and time mm -hmm. struggling and arguing and yeah. yeah so just look at the overall picture that's a good place to start I mean and be really honest you know not those intermittent because us women I think will last forever with that one little piece of oh, he did this really nice thing for me he's really kind in this one well no that's just one time Overall, it, give it a percentage. Yep. Well, I'll be really honest. Give it a percentage from one to a hundred percent. Where does the relationship lie on contentment? Mm -hmm. And I'll give you a pretty big. Yeah, um, there was a phenomenal coach I worked with who uh, said, with a percentage, you know, sometimes we're clinging to that, you know, twenty percent or ten percent of the time <laughs> that is really great, and we have a great partnership and it's loving versus you know the time that we're putting up with that's maybe 80 or 90 percent and realistically i think if, if we're looking at a healthy relationship it's really great 80 or 90 percent of the time mm -hmm. and then there's some struggle a smaller percentage of the because time because life happens and well, you both are figuring it out and, and then there's
there's, yeah. I also think that when we're talking about struggle, there's struggle that is created by the relationship. Sure. And there's struggle that just happens in life. Mm -hmm. And those are two very different things. So if your relationship is actually creating struggle, it, it may be serving more as a distraction from your calling and from your purpose and from what ultimately is your successful, thriving, happy life. That may be more of a distraction um, and a, a block and a hindrance mm -hmm. from living in your purpose and in your, you know, best self versus there is struggle that happens outside of sure. us. There's life struggle. You know, there's deaths that happen. There's injuries that happen. There's mm -hmm. all sorts of things that happen in life, but that struggle isn't coming from the relationship. That relationship actually in those sorts of situations should be a safe haven, right? That's a place where you can say, oh my gosh, I'm going through this horrible thing and I'm so grateful that I have this mm -hmm. partner that is supporting me through it. Um, it's a place that we go for. There's enough battles out in the out in the battlefield, right? Hell yeah, there is. <laughs> we, we need some place to go that we feel safe. And it's not that your relationship is going to be rainbows and kittens all the time yeah. like we've talked about there's difficult conversations mm -hmm. that we get to have there's conflict that does get to happen but how does that happen when you bring up something that bothers you or creates a feeling of unsafety how is that responded to mm -hmm. is it something that the other person is saying yes you know, I want to hear more about that and I'm curious about why you feel that way and if if there's a solution that can be had. Um, you know, is there a concern for your concerns or your concerns, mm, their like concerns? Um, I think that, that those are very telling things. Do you guys have any questions? Yeah, or? I'm checking here. I'm, I'm not seeing any questions. Speak up now before we wrap it up. Um, Marie, do you have anything more to say about just the priori prioritization of a relationship versus the individuals? Um, just overall, I think honesty in the whole thing is really what's most telling. And um, as we've talked, I just realized how much more important those percentages are because it really does show you the big picture of things and then you can break it down and and know that that happens in in your relationship for however long the relationship is going back and, and doing these assessments just at least lets you know where you need to work on if you need to work on something but it also lets you know if it's a good fit still because even after I mean, I've seen people even after 40 years, they go, mm, it's not a good fit anymore because they've grown and learned and changed. And so just honest, that's why honesty is so, so important. I think, um, you know, I'd like to give a little bit of a personal example too. So, you know, I can remember, you know, having a lot of the old programming and beliefs, like I really, um, no matter what, I'm not leaving this relationship. And um, I joined a lot of, you know, personal development programs, recovery programs, just to help me deal with the relationship and put up with some really um, awful behavior. And um, in that relationship, I remember having conflicts and feeling very alone because the conflicts were very much like, 
you know, gaslighting. And um, when I would bring up feeling unsafe or feeling scared, the response was, well, I don't like being with a scared partner, so you should come back when you feel not scared. And instead of, you know, being curious about, well, what's, what's making you feel unsafe mm-hmm. and how, you know, how can we get through this? Um, there really, there really wasn't any, um, any desire. It was, it was very one-sided. Well, you know, if you have, if, if you feel unsafe, then those are issues for you to fix. And, um, and it just, it created a lot of loneliness in, in that relationship and, and a ton of fear. I was scared to be at home. Um, often I was scared to sleep. Um, I would often record all night long, um, to catch any of the verbally abusive things that would be said. Um, I would pretend to be asleep so that it would be done faster. Um, there were a lot of things that went on in that relationship where there really was no investment of my partner to, um, to work on himself at all. It was, it was solely on me. If I wanted to make the relationship work, then that was on me versus, um, being in a healthy relationship today. If I bring up anything that, you know, this is feeling unequal or this is bothering me, or I feel, um, you know, I feel hurt or whatever the situation is getting a response from my partner that is, wow, that's really not okay with me. I I want you to feel safe and heard and, you know, whatever. What can I do? Yeah, Yeah. what, how can we fix this? Um, That is, is so much more honoring and it feels, it's not lonely. It's something that um, feels very honoring. And we're still very human. So it's not like we don't have those moments that are like, I feel hurt or, you know, this is bothering me or this is annoying or whatever the thing is, but we can speak freely and we can know the other person is going to care. And that's, that's a partnership. That is, that's what's different. Um, as you know, any friendship is the same way. If you're getting something that's just dismissive, if it's, you know, you're, you're bringing up something hard and it's dismissed. Yeah. Um, and as humans, yeah, I mean, I can guarantee you if you're in a relationship with me long enough, I'll hurt you. (laughs) I'm human. Yeah. But how do we deal with that? And are we both going to care enough to fix those things and, and take responsibility and continue to get curious and work on ourselves? So, um, that's the difference to me. It's not that we don't make any mistakes. It's not that we're perfect. It's that we're, we're very willing to take accountability and responsibility for making changes and growing. Our soul's calling for more. It always does. Mm -hmm. And so just, you know, look at that and, and feel what your soul's calling for. These relationships are for nurturing your soul and for growing in to be the best version of yourself. And is this relationship honoring that growth process mm-hmm. of becoming more and, and a better person? So, yep. Good That's conversation. What it's all about. Yeah, yeah, it is a great conversation. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, Jessica, so good to see you. Good to have you. Um, All right, with that, we will close up. And as usual, (laughs) I forgot to bring up our next week's topic. Let me just grab that really quick so that you guys are all aware of what we're speaking about next week. Um, We are now into our February topics. That's 
crazy. That is crazy. We, we got through January, which was definitely... It went a, fast. It was a heavy month, though. I mean, the yeah. topics that we talked yeah, about we were... Um, there is some heavy stuff. If you guys missed it, then uh, go check it out. Because it's... We did a lot of family... Um, Toxic relationships. Leaving abusive yeah. relationships. Um, I think January was a heavy month, but it was it was really productive. It was a great, um, great truth-telling month. It is. Month. All right, here we go. So we are on, I think, episode 73. Wow. Right? Yep. And so we are on taking personal responsibility in relationships. So this should be a really fun follow-up to our topic today. Um, today is that re- relationship assessment. Next week, we're going to be talking about taking responsibility. So basically, our own side of the street, yeah, right? Yeah, that's my part in this. <laughs> Clean up your own side of the street. So that'll be fun next week. Um, we are here every Thursday, generally around 10-ish. So hope to catch you then. Uh, if you have any questions or comments for us, feel free to reach out uh, to our, our individual emails if you'd like. I am, I can be reached at defytheaverage at gmail.com. And Marie? Marie at mariesgold.com. So if you have any Thanks, questions guys. or comments or challenges, feel free to reach out. With that, I hope you all have a fantastic week. Remember that we love you. And we, we will see you next Thursday. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys.